When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbson, joining Bree Bacon. Oh, the Vols are still undefeated. We're going into Kentucky. Uh, we're going to break down everything, but before we get into that, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We absolutely love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download, re-download, follow on every platform that you might listen uh, and also check out our merch. It's in the link below. It is in a great shirt. Got the slogan on there. How are we doing, bud? Um, and just looks looks awesome. I like the white one uh, myself. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our Twitter at rbacon26 to read at Kyler Kerbison for myself. Um, so on this pod, we talk a little bit about the Bama game again, just because it was so great. We also talk about UT Martin, what it meant for those backups to get in the game and what kind of things we saw in it that give us light for the future or maybe confuse us a little bit. Uh, Then we get into Kentucky, the breakdown of Kentucky, who they are as a team, what they are as an offense, what they are as a defense, how we can take advantage of that um, and why we always, always beat them. Uh, so another great pod. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score: Tennessee twenty, Florida seventeen. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! Caught it by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 to the 35 30 25 20 15 10 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout and receive 
that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. The Vols are still undefeated. What an amazing week. And we're headed into Kentucky. So excited. Before we get into everything that happened this weekend and what's coming up, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Tyler, big fella. I was just telling you off air that I was fired up to talk about this, even though, like, you know, it's really hard to to come off the Alabama game podcast, I should say, which is funny because um, thank you to everyone that listened. It was great to see those numbers way yes. up there. So, And everyone who bought merch, freaking love you guys. Dude, James already – I mean, James has his shirt before we do. I mean, we – so it, And, like, we didn't even have his size at first. Like, you know, Big Fella needed a size that we didn't even have, and then he's sending pictures out before I even have our own merch. I was like, this dude's incredible. He's incredible, dude. Maybe I, he I owns – Maybe he um, owns um, – And then, like, we we're, almost, we're almost at 5,000 views on YouTube for that video, which is, like, one of our highest ones ever. Like, life is good. Yeah, I was going to say, James maybe works at Believe and we don't even know it. <laughs> I will say one thing, though. I'm very excited to edit a 45-minute podcast and not a two-plus-hour podcast. So I'm sure everyone noticed that Reed's and mine both switched cameras throughout because literally just ran out of space to use the other stuff. It was so big. It was like, wait, what do you mean? You ran out of space. So it was like trying to download your videos because you yeah. had it in like three separate things. Like wasn't able to get the last, like wasn't able to get that one in. And then yeah. mine literally cut off because we were recording for two plus hours and my camera died. So I had to use the zoom. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I noticed that where my angle would, would go and back. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. So like I had to use the zoom video to complete it. And I mean, that thing was like 30 gigabytes worth of data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, man, it was unbelievable to see it up there. Uh, I think, you know, 46, 47. And, uh, if you guys see my arm over here jiggling, I'm not being sketchy. Annie's in here with me, so I'm giving her some love, but, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable to see that. And, um, it, it's just so humbling and, uh, I mean, words can't describe how awesome that is to see that and to see someone already wearing merchant. I mean, like, it's just like, this is beyond <laughs> anything I ever expected or ever dreamed of. I just started showing up on a Zoom call to talk football with you, you know, just just for, for fun. But, um, yeah, uh, also, it, it still feels uh, amazing uh, off just coming off the high of, like, knowing that, Tennessee is 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 really good. I, I I just never had this feeling in the driver's seat, baby. I, yeah, I've just never had this feeling with any of my teams. I mean, I remember going back to like 2008, and the Titans started 10 and 0, and then we lost to the freaking Brett Favre's Jets because opening kickoff, Leon Washington took to the house, and we never had a chance. And I started like tearing up. Like, is I mean, dude, I was like, okay, no, actually, that one I didn't tear up because uh, I was a junior in high school. Yes, but I was very, very pissed because I was like, "Man, we had our shot to go undefeated. That wasn't going to happen." We ended up, you know, losing in the first round of the playoffs after being the, the first seed, which I don't want to talk about. But even then, and even when Tennessee's been good, or even when the Titans have been good, I still haven't felt this level of confidence. Maybe 
last year when the Titans did have that run, I didn't have confidence that we're going to win every game, but I had comments like, hey, this team's going to show up. They're going to play hard. And they're going to play well. Now with Tennessee balls, I'm like, let's go, Georgia. Like, let's go. Like, meet me in the middle of the field, and, and I'm here to throw down. And so it's like as if I'm on the team. They're lucky. Georgia's <laughs> lucky. Georgia's lucky I'm not on the team because somebody's head would be getting taken off. You know how many penalties we would have for unnecessary roughness? Or, or after I drill someone and just get over them and taunt them. Yeah. But uh, but it's it's crazy, man. Like Kentucky's coming to town and spread opens up at fourteen, and I'm just like, I mean, and I'm like, and then, you know, I don't know what it's done lately, but I saw it was already up to fourteen and a half, so maybe some early money was coming on on Tennessee. You know, I love that bet. You know me, I'm going to be watching uh, the the first quarter line and and seeing what that is. But it was listen, funny. Listen, the, you want to know why that's at fourteen and a half? With 4-10 left in the third quarter is when Kentucky finally got to double digits in their last game. 4-10 left in the third quarter. That's why it's at 14. <laughs> well, was that against Mississippi State? Yes. So, and, and we'll we'll dive into this because we're gonna we're gonna talk. I, I actually have a couple things on Bama. Then we'll talk UT Martin, and then we'll talk Kentucky. Okay. Uh, but before we get to there, I was texting Jack. I I woke up in the middle of the night on Friday night, and I guess he was still up. And it was literally like two in the morning, and I was like, or maybe it was like super early, and he was up because he works in the golf business, so he had to be at the course super early. But I was like, what am I missing here? What? Why is this spread thirty eight? I thought this bad boy's gonna be like. 45 or 50 against UT Martin. And I was like, I mean, I, I get like the hangover effect. And then I was like, and I get the backdoor cover, but I was like 35 or 38. I was like, this is weird. I was like, I see us winning this game 52 to seven. I, I have, I have the text message. It says 52 to seven. We were winning at halftime. 52 to seven. And so, so, and, and I knew like, and I was talking with the people I was there. Like I actually took Tennessee and teased them down. Did not have a good weekend betting by the way, but, this is the one teaser I won is I had Tennessee and I teased them down to 25 um, with three other, with three other bets. But um, it was just like, it was just kind of weird and funny. And I was like, I get that they might backdoor, but I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of, that's why dude, that's why first quarter and first half Tennessee is like one of the best, like first quarter is one of the surest bets ever, ever. I mean, we even did it versus Bama. Yeah, the only time I didn't win that one was Florida. I lost that one against Florida um, in the first quarter. I thought quarter you pushed push. versus Florida. What? I thought you pushed versus Florida. No, I lost the first quarter bet. Um, but I did see that the first half versus Kentucky is minus seven. So I can see myself going first quarter, first half, and full game against Kentucky. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, how was how was your weekend? I haven't really talked to you much, but how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I, I always love these – games because I can watch and do other things at the same time and like feel relaxed, which is so great. Um, and don't feel like just like, Oh wow. I just literally sat on the couch for three and a half hours. Um, you know, so I was and, able to like do stuff around it. And those three and a half hours against uh, Bama aren't just the, we're, we, we were playing games with them. Basically we were in there. Yeah. I mean, if, if I had like one of those little whoops on, to test the heart rate, like you would have been like, damn, this guy did play a game. Like that, that, that's what was going on in my chest. 
that whole time. <laughs> this guy, this this big boy, either just worked out, went up a flight of stairs, or just bumped uglies with his wife. <laughs> nope, jumping up and down at the Alabama game, screaming at refs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, had a good weekend. Just trying to get uh, things done around the house. That's what I always do every weekend. But uh, and then got to watch Tennessee just blow the doors off, and then the Titans win too. Like pretty good time. So you were so you were doing stuff. Did you go back and and rewatch or just like watch a, like a, a edited version of it? I rewatched. I rewatched. Um, I would say I definitely like fast forward through parts and was just yeah. like, all right, let me get to these good things. And I, and I tried, I tried not to take that many notes because I was like, I know that we're going to talk about Kentucky too. And this is a lot, but I still took, I mean, a good page. Yeah. Well, it's pointing out stuff. So, so I, I was in Memphis. Uh, my mom and I went down there to visit uh, Tina and Lou and, Lee and Liz and Bailey and Austin. And so we drove Thursday, basically afternoon and, and night, uh, got in there and was there and hung out. Uh, you know, I worked Friday, but was still down there and was with them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it was awesome, man. I, you know how close I am with them. And so great to see them and be back in my a city that I love, man. I, I love Memphis. I, uh, I spent a lot of time there. So whether I'm in Knoxville, Memphis or Nashville, they all, have that little bit of home feeling kind of in my heart. So I love being there in that city. And um, yeah, it was great to watch a lot of ball and watch, you know, I did get to watch the first little bit of Tennessee. And then on the ride home today, I watched a little bit more of the, the second half. Cause I wanted to see like Taven Jackson and, yeah. you know, some of the backups and all that. Um, and then obviously I got my new swag, dude, this thing is sick. I mean, I swear fanatics fans edge, an NFL shop. I mean, I get emails, like multiple emails from them a day because they know they just sucker me in because I always go, it's like 65% off. I'm like, well, I got to check and see if there's anything new. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if you can see this, but it's like the two-tone. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And it's like a hoodie version here, but light here. And then it's got the hood. So yeah, super. And of course, like I'm, I'm rocking it today because Titans, I think four or five wins in a row against the Colts. Man, Growing up and always having Peyton. And funny thing for all you Tennessee fans, I hated Peyton Manning growing up because I, mean, I, was a, but because I was a Tennessee ball fan. But realistically, I was about that age when, like, my favorite player was Al Wilson. Like, that's, that's when it really triggered for me age-wise. And then, like, only thing I knew about Peyton Manning was – the Colts and like I was I was raised in Nashville and so I was in Nashville when the Titans moved there so like that was my team with the balls but I remember and it wasn't as bad in Nashville but I remember when we'd come back to visit in Knoxville where I moved back here you'd go into like a pilot or you go into a Weigel's and it was Tennessee Vols and then like Indianapolis Colts and then maybe Titans up. and I get it like I get it people here followed him and were fans so I'm not mad about it but it was funny because I didn't like Peyton you know when when I was growing up, uh, well, I'm sure that like the actual number of Titans fans was diminished because of Peyton Manning, and like people in Tennessee loved him so much 
that they felt weird rooting for the Titans because they loved him. And like the Titans had just started a couple years before when he got to the NFL. So I'm sure like they actually, that was probably why people never like talked about the Titans Mm -hmm. or like their fan base was never talked about before because Peyton was in the way. Now that Peyton's gone, I think the fan base is hit. I mean, it's just exploded. Well, growing up there, I don't think people will ever understand unless you lived in Nashville at that time. That 1997, 8, 99, 2000, 2001, I'm telling you, Kyler, now we never had season tickets, but I had a good amount of buddies that did. So I went to a lot of times again. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like you would show up and it would be against the Browns. And the Titans were good all those years when I was growing up. But like every Sunday, it was it was sold out. Every Sunday it was sold out. So, like, when the Titans came in there and the fact that they were good, it just took over Nashville. Like, I mean, we had Titans days at school where everyone got to wear their jerseys and stuff. We got days off because of, like, the Super Bowl or big games. Like, it took over the city. And then as Nashville changed and we started getting all these transplants and it became, like, the hot city to move to, which it's been now for 10-plus years, you get such a melting pot. I mean, you could walk down the street in Nashville and you get a, a Bears fan, an Eagles fan, a Steelers fan, a damn Dolphins fan, just whatever. And so and, – and it really hurt the Titans because they were bad for, for a little bit of time. Um, but, yeah, I don't want it to get, mis, like, misinformed. The Titans had a great fan base early on. But, anyways, to be able to see what we've done uh, to the Colts as of late has just been – it's just been beautiful. And I love it. Three years in a row, every year, all the talking heads just go, ah, you know – Colts are probably going to win it this year. They they got Phil Rivers. They're going to win the time. division. They get they got they got Carson Wentz this year. They're going to win the division. They got Matt Ryan. They're going to win the division. I'm just like, hey, we'll see about that. Still comes through Nashville, baby. Still, all still comes through Nashville. So, all right. uh, yeah. Anyways, great weekend. Uh, love seeing them. Uh, let's 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 talk some ball. Um, a couple things real quick that I want to hit on about Alabama. Yeah. I so no joke. Last Tuesday. I was, uh, I was just, I finished working out, come home, and I, you know, I'm usually lay on the couch for a little bit and watch ball at night to relax and lay down. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna rewatch the Tennessee game. My dad's like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it with you. You know what? So, I'm gonna enjoy so, that. <laughs> yeah. So we watched it from like the third quarter on, and it just, I actually, it was funny that we got almost five thousand views for that last pod because I told you, I said, I don't even think that's one of our better pods. Because I feel like when we know that we have so much to get in, we really rush things, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do a full, a fair justice to the full game. Yeah. But like, and I'll admit, like there was, I, I finally got. I apologize to everyone that's on YouTube. I haven't got back. I guess two weeks ago, and then yeah, two weeks ago and three weeks ago, I haven't got to re- return comments. But I did it today in the car, and there was one comment that like, hey guys, like. You know, Jalen Hyatt did have a big catch. His last touchdown was across the middle. And it was funny because when I was re-watching that game, I said, we didn't talk about that enough. That was a big-time catch. He had a guy draped on his back. He yeah. did have the safety. And, like, that that's a big-time catch uh, and a big-time play. We will talk about UT Martin that I saw something that I really liked of him. Um, but then again, some of the other stuff that, that I saw that this team just, like, never flinched was – Bama was always chasing us pretty much the entire game. I know that they were up 
by one because of the missed PAT. But technically, I mean, well, not technically, but it still felt like a tied game because I was like, we're going to score. We'll get the two point. It'll be fine. So we never had to chase them in the one opportunity that they had late in the third quarter and how well our defense stood up. It was, Mm -hmm. it's like this defense just knows it's like, it's a weird, you know, it's like someone's pushing the button at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's like, all right, we need to stop, hit the button, they'll get a stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, like, I just – we didn't do due justice because I remember, like, there was one play where Jeremy Banks and Wesley Walker and Danico and some of those defensive linemen had some great plays and great stops. We didn't shout out what a big-time catch it was for Jalen on that last one. And, um, and so just little things like that about Bama. And then I forgot to say I was walking – and we didn't really get time to talk about some of this stuff because we kind of do- dove right into it, but I was walking around campus or maybe, maybe I said this or whatever, but I was with one of my buddies and someone yelled out my name and I looked over and like, when someone says that, like, I'm expecting like, Oh, I know this person, but, but I, I didn't recognize him. And he goes, Hey, like, you, you don't know me. Like I listened to your pod. I was like, Oh, like, that's awesome. Thanks. Like, that's great. And so I stood there and talked with the two guys uh, for a little bit. One, I, I forget the one guy's name, but one was Ben Shipley. And, and I recognized the name when he said his name because he does, um, he leaves messages sometime time. And it was so funny. I forgot to mention this. So we're standing there talking. He's like, is Kyler in town? I was like, no, nah, he couldn't make it in this week. He's like, what is dude still moving in? He's like, I feel like Kyler's been moving into his new house for like three <laughs> weeks now. <laughs> so that he's was not that, wrong. He's not wrong. It's uh, hard to move in, man. I know. And so I started cracking up at that. And then after – and I might have said this one too, I forget. But, like, and then Jack and I rushed down to the field. Did, did I tell you about ask, the guy asking for us to take his picture? And then – okay. No. So, I yeah. So, we, we went down to the field. We rushed the field. We climbed back out. We're standing there soaking it all up. And this guy with, like, his younger daughter and older daughter, they were, like, turned around and looked at us, and he's, like, kind of looking at me kind of weird or whatever, but she's, like, about to hand the phone, so I'm, like, oh, they're going to ask us to take a picture. And uh, he sticks his hand out, and he's, like, hey, Reed. And I was, like, hey, how's it going? He's, like, he's like, he's like, you don't know me, but I listen to the pod, and I love the pod. And I'm, like, oh, that's awesome. And I didn't get his name, but it was, like, just, like, that is an incredible feeling uh, that I never thought that I would have, but I know how much you and I – appreciate it and it's yeah. a little bit different for you because you played over there you were also a big time recruit so like you had a lot of people coming up to you for since you were 17 18 years old and then for five years at ut so it's a little bit different yeah. for you you know um and so it's just but but we appreciate that and so i want to tell that so it was just funny because he like i took their picture but he's just like hey reed he's like we shook hands he's like yeah you don't know me but i listened to your pod you guys do a great job and i was like thanks thanks a million so I wanted to mention some of that stuff. And then, like I said, when we rewatched the video, I, um, I just, it's, it's, it's really, really is just unbelievable that, that game, like it, it really is, you know, it's it just it, people said, Hey, we had great weeks. You know, people would ask me, how's your week going? And it's like, and they'd be like, cause I'm mine's great. There's no way it could be bad. We just beat Bama, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> there's nothing bringing me down. Right. And then lastly, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff about this, that Burton kid starting for, for Bama this week. And I'm, I'm really, and I know I didn't hear what Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet said. Um, I saw a little bit of clips. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really watch it. So, yeah. And, but it's, it is pretty. And I think to bring it up, like, I, I really, really respect Nick. Like I always say, that's, that's my goat coach of all time growing up. But to see that, 
that really, really, really stinks to see because the video is so clear. I mean, for what I, well, it's not a clear video, but you can see what is so clearly that the girl is just dropping down and, and walking. It would be different. She's not even looking it, at him. Right. It's, it's just like, it would be different and not, I'm not saying it would have been right for him to do in no way is it right for him to touch a female, but even if she like got in his face or like, even if she mocked it, but she did, this girl's just excited. She doesn't know who the hell he is. She just, she's just trying to get out there and get, you know, on Instagram with her friends. Yeah. But it, it, like, maybe if it was a guy and a Bama and a Tennessee fan got in his face or touched him or whatever, like, okay, that's different. Like that's a dude. You can like shove him, tell him to get out of your face or whatever. But he blatantly went out of his way because he was pissed about the loss of a game to, 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 to hit her or to whatever. And then some of the stuff that's come out about it, like, as someone who really, really likes and respects Nick Saban, like that, that ain't it. And like that really, really knocked it down a level for me because it, like I said, the video just shows. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I don't not, know I'm, what Saban's thinking. I, I feel like he's trusting Burton like too much in a way where like Burton's covering his tracks. Like he knows he shouldn't have done that. He was frustrated in the moment. It was mm -hmm. a mistake. But, you know, now he's coming back saying, I was scared. Like, it was a scary situation when this 110-pound yeah. woman was running past me. Like, shut the hell up, dude. If that was scary for you, you shouldn't be playing SEC football. Yeah. How about I that? mean, and, I, and I'm just like, dude, if I was down there and had seen that, I mean, I would just give me – Rocked a, him. Oh, it would just – I mean, it would just – I mean, I don't know the girl. I oh, realistically, if it was someone I knew, I would have been furious, but it would just give me punch, a you gotta punch up. You gotta grab the face mask and go up. That's the only way you can get to the chin. Did he have helmet. his helmet on? Did I don't even helmet? remember, but yeah, that's how you I don't get know, but I was, that's how you fight in football. You gotta you gotta come up in, underneath the face mask. I'm gonna tell you right now, buddy was gonna get depleted though, just because I could have because I would have had a free reign, like bro, you don't touch girls, like I'm depleting you. Yeah. You know? Well, that, so, that, that was a joke I made uh, when I saw one of the videos of everybody running on and Henry Toto like ran past. I was like, I would have laid his ass out. Oh, I would have acted like it was complete accident. Just yeah. like I'm running by and just go like that and laid him out. You know my saying, I love, matter of fact, my next shirt that we make, I want to say problem or like this team's a problem. But like if you had ran into Henry T, it would have been a problem for him. Because even him in pads and stuff, you're still a large individual. Hey, listen. And there's I, a little bit of anger I don't, know, I don't know how much that man weighs. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd probably say 225, 230. Right. Yeah. 230. Maybe. I'm 265. Yeah. Still. Like, and I understand how to like get underneath someone's pads. So it's not like it's not like just some Joe Schmo, some fat dudes running by him. Like I understand leverage and how to like live on that. I mean, can you imagine how viral you would have gone? I mean, we I would have been losing my mind laughing. If I had a if I had a phone on me and like was recording myself running at him, trucked him, would have looked down and be like, you got knocked Knocked him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I honestly feel bad even talking about this because we just sound like douchers, but know. you know, or like sound like tools. Uh, you know, me saying that I want to go lay Burton out. Um, you know, but obviously what he did was wrong and it just really stinks. Um, uh, 
that the brass over there, Alabama didn't do a better job. And I'm surprised the SEC hasn't stepped in. Like I said, when there's a video of it, there's not much that you can go go around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the proof's out there. Like I yeah. I, I don't what are we what are we arguing? There, there's nothing to argue here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so as a player, Kyler, um, what are these UT Martin games like for you when when you were there? Uh, okay. So, UT Martin was. It's tough because obviously there's the letdown spot after Alabama. Uh, I think going into the week, you're very much as a player like. I need a break, dude. Like, I need a break. It, it, you know, I know we had our bye week a while ago, but that Bama game took it out of me. And you're going through practice, and really what you're doing in practice is not preparing for UT Martin. Right. You are just trying to test yourself yeah. and better yourself. Like, when I would go into practices of those weeks, it wouldn't be like, oh, they have this three technique that does this and this formation that does this. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Barnett, can you come over here and give me a good look so I can get better at my pass pro, my run block fits, and my backside, you know, double teams, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then once you get into the game, it, it you're going full bore because I want to be out by halftime. I want the twos in. I want the threes in. I want all the other guys to play. And it's like the only way that happens is if I'm actually trying and, like, giving effort. Um, and those guys know it. Those guys, those guys understand that they're not going to win this game. Like that, that's how they imagine it. I remember we were playing, uh, North Texas. We only ended up winning like 24 to nothing. Um, but I mean, I, I don't consider that to like anything North Texas was doing my senior year. Uh, but I remember at a point, one of the guys like, there was like a TV timeout or something. We were both out there. Like one of the defensive guys was like, man, so like you guys have to play SEC teams every week. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, so what's it like playing Alabama? And I was like, I don't know. What's it like playing me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. I'm like, who the hell are you? What, yeah. what do you yeah. mean Alabama? Yeah. I don't give a shit about Alabama. Like we almost beat them that year. Um, I was like, I, I'm like, I I was like insulted. He asked me that. I'm like, f you, dude. What did he say back? I I don't even remember. But I was just like, what? I was so confused well, when he said that. But like they, like they know, like they under, like he's jovial with me because he knows he's getting his ass beat, and he better be yeah. nice. Because he'd rather be nice to me and me not dump him than, you know, make me pissed. Right, right. So, first off, it was um, it was great that we had UT Martin this week. Honestly, like, I mean. Uh, whoever scheduled that is a freaking genius. The fact that we didn't have – I mean, first off, coming this week and having to play Kentucky would not have been fun. But even like South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, any of those where it's another SEC caliber, like you better, you're going to have to, you're going to have to strap in really quick. Like you're going to have to like, I mean, this week you could in a way take off um, 
physically a little bit, like mentally you still better be there. And like physically you better still be there in a way, but there's, yeah. there's something as an athlete that you like, like, obviously I can't talk about it necessarily when I was at Memphis, but I remember even in high school when we, there were teams that we were going up against and I knew we were going to be, I think for me, I almost got to play a little bit more free. Yeah. Because I wasn't worried about losing the game. So it was like, let's go, let's go really cut loose and like maybe chant something here or there, you know, like this game instead of being like, all right, I got to, you know, really read my keys, really pay attention to this, like really do this. Like this game, I'm like, all right, bro. Which this- it, which I completely agree with and why I think certain guys that we'll get into had the games that they had and did the things that they did. Right. Right. Because there, I, I can vividly remember that week being like, all right, I'm going for, I'm going for 15 piece on tackles. I want one or two sacks. Like, you know, I want to, and, and like I said, so there were times where you could be a little bit more, uh, like I said, a little bit more um, uh, risky, I guess, mm-hmm. take a little bit more of a gamble. You know, like if we're playing a pretty big game, like and, and the guards pulling up, like I'm gonna blast him and, and do the best I can to fill that hole. But on this one, I might try to dip under and you know slide in and get the TFL because and especially as the game goes on, when you're when you're really starting to beat somebody, but before you're gonna get pulled. Yeah. I mean, it, it really can be. Those are those actually can be some of the most fun games. Um, you know, because like I said, the relaxation part or the the I guess your mind's a little bit more relaxed. Um, so that's what I remember about those games, but but yeah, like you know, there there were some there. There's not as much pressure. You want to go try to hurt old dude? Okay, go try to hurt old dude. Like <laughs> yeah. you, want to, you know, just what whatever stupid crap you want to try to, you know, Troy Palmolo jump the line of scrimmage. Okay, wh- whatever. You know. Um, so what do you think about what do you think about Tennessee in this game? And I guess tying into who you saw doing some stuff. I love. I mean, I love this game. I thought it was like very fun to watch and made me feel like even better about this team because of the fact it was after such a huge win and they just locked back in and did exactly what they've been doing the whole time. Um, I actually really like the baby blue accents thrown in there. Like, I think that looks good. Um, and I really would not mind doing that. Like every now and then, just th- just throwing them in for a homecoming game. Like I love that. I thought I I always like the Lady Vols uh, logos. Like I do want um I want like a sweatshirt like that bl- dark navy blue one that I have that uh, is just Lady Vols with a light blue. I think that's sick. I freaking love it. Um. But I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I did the best part about these games is that every single backup gets to play, every single one, and they get to get game reps. They get to get oh, pretty much a whole half of play in, and then it's like, okay, now I get to coach up these guys from a coaching point of view. I get to show them. I also get to be like, hey, you've watched the guy ahead of you do all of this. Now here you are on film doing something completely different. This is why you don't start. Like it gives you proof to point to guys like, hey, here's how you can get better. And that's so great, especially for like growth later in the future. Uh, Joe Milton, for instance, like need to get him as many reps as possible because Hooker ain't going to be here next year. The guy, the backups are the ones that really lock in. 
I mean, I, I, I remember, and I know you talked about this a bunch, like when you weren't starting yet, but like you still were going from time to time, whether it was like at that tight end, the extra tackle, whether you had to go in for a backup for a couple of plays or, or special teams, like you were super locked in. And I remember being where, you know, it was when we were at Catholic, I wasn't starting yet. And we were going to go play a team that we were going to handle and beat them, you know, 60, whatever. Well, I was locked in because I was like, all right, I know besides special teams or whatever that like I'm going to be getting in pretty early. And then I remember the coach coming up and being like, hey, Reed, we're actually going to start you. And like uh, 16 or 17 year old Reed's like, you know, butthole just got like so tight. I was like, oh, my, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, holy crap. So like the backups are the ones that just are there. They know it's their opportunity. And it's their opportunity. Hold on. Their first game as an AP top three team in seven. Sorry, my laptop. Reed Reed can't help himself. He's got he's got he's got extra Tennessee stuff playing in the background. I get this damn thing plugged in. What the hell is this thing telling me it's off for? Um, But anyways, what I was going to say is that's the time like not only do you are you excited but you're also a little nervous because you want to play but you also want to prove to like you don't want to go out there and do a bad job so it's like you know um but anyways let me go ahead say say what you're gonna say and let me do something real quick (laughs) okay (laughs) get your stuff right um i agree with you in that in that point like when you are the second team, it's it, you almost have to be more conscious. Like when I was the extra blocker, when I was on field goal, when I was technically the backup for right guard, right tackle, it was like, did somebody's helmet go off? Did somebody roll an ankle? Do I need to go in? Like, oh, is it getting to short yardage? Is it fourth and short, third and short? Like, are we going jumbo? Like, you're just absolutely locked in. But, yeah, the nerves hit you whenever they're like, hey, now it's time, time to play. Or, you know, like your instance, like you're going to start. Well, you're – and the other thing is, too, you don't want to let the guy, the older guys down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't want to let those other guys down or, like, you don't want to play bad and almost be embarrassed in front of your – Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like the first time that I actually got to play an offensive snap because Juwan James' helmet went off and I went in at right guard. They bumped Zach Fulton out to right tackle, and I immediately jumped off sides. <laughs> Versus Florida, baby, in Neyland. Immediately, it's like uh, – Guess what? It's like, it's I like didn't get to come out. I still had to stay in there. It ruined the drive. It was third down and two. First it forced it at third and seven. We ended up throwing the ball. Incomplete pass. Killed the drive. Uh, so, felt great. Yeah, felt real great about that one. Like, all right, Kerberson, get in there. And it's like, all right, Kerberson, get the hell out. You're never seeing the field again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, a couple, a couple things that I saw. Um, man, first off, that I see a, uh, a stat that Squirrel White got clocked at like 24 miles an hour. And I'm like, wow, that's fast. And then it says that's the fastest that's... anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's you a, just said 24. The... I'm like, bro, that's that's faster than NFL guys. So, but what was weird, and it said in since the NFL, I was like, oh, is it going to say since the NFL this year? It said since 1999. I'm like, uh, Tyree Kill is currently in the NFL. And I'm like, there's some other, like Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, you know. Since 1999, Moss, Chris Johnson. Randy Moss, like <laughs> absolute freak shows. And I'm like, is this real? Even if it's not legit, like still him being that fast. So, 
obviously it was great to see him out there. He's going to have a chance to be super, super, super special because he has that speed that Jalen has. Now, he's not the same height as Jalen, but I'm going to tell you right now, he's more complete from what I've seen. He's, he doesn't seem to me that he's going to be a one-trick pony. He seems like he could be the guy that could legitimately do everything and more. So it was good to see him out I know, there. I don't know if Jalen's height mattered when he was catching those touchdowns versus Bama. You know what I mean? Right. I, but but um, but it was great to see Squirrel out there. Like you said, it was great for Jalen. I mean, for Joe to get some reps. Um, and, and you know what I like, Kyler? It's just clean, man. Like, it, it was clean. Like, just do what you got to do. Handle it. Um, get get the other the the young guys in, get the backup in, guys in. Uh, our guy Dylan Sampson got some run, which was great to see. I love watching him run. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I was a little surprised that they did run a trick play because I was actually watching live when they did that. And I'm like, why do you pull that out now? Like, why have they? Why did they not use that against Pitt or? Florida or maybe even Bama. And I was like, well, Bama, it was so easy. We didn't have to use it. <laughs> but because, I was like, uh, and then I was they like, just put that in this week. Well, I don't know if that's true because Princeton said they've been practicing that a lot. And so I don't know how true that is. But I was going to ask you, do you think they maybe did that so that the other teams have to like scheme for it? They're like, all right, if you see him in the backfield, like Princeton is going to do that exact that exact same motion on a play later in the year, where he's going to like motion over and back up behind the quarterback and look like he's going to get the ball. I guarantee he will do that action, and it will confuse some of the defense and get Jalen running right past him or anyone else on the outside running right past. I get it's going to happen, but like. When you do have these weeks, these are times where you, as a coach, you know your guys know that UT Martin is not Alabama and they're not Kentucky and they're not the SEC teams are going to play. So what do you do at practice? Hey, got a trick play for you guys. Wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. All of you line up. Let's see how good you can throw. Let's see who's got the best arm because that's who's getting this. So it's like – how can we have fun at practice during this week where you guys might not be that motivated? Let's put a trick play in. Okay. Yeah, I I, I can I can feel that. I, I can understand that. I definitely knew it was something for, you know, for film related, but but that also, like you said, hey, like let's <clears> add a little use, get some of these guys more. And I will say this, I do really like like the touchdown that Princeton ran as like they gave it to him to get it fullback and he bounced it outside. Like I told you at the Florida game, they handed him the rock. And I don't know if it was you or Jack. I was like, I don't know. That kind of scares me. I was like, I don't necessarily. At some point, they're going to run that play where they line up. And I'm like, all right, let's just sneak it or let's fake this to him. And they're going to give it to him and it's going to get absolutely stuffed. And I'm going to be a little perturbed because it's going to be a decent game, whether it's Georgia or. Maybe it's another SEC game that we haven't blown blown out yet, and it's going to bother me. But I don't mind handing him the rock at actual running back. Seriously, like put him in at running back. And if you want to do a read option with, because he is a bigger body than our other our other running backs. Yeah, and he is pretty darn fast for him. Like he really took off around that edge. The only worry is he hasn't had as many reps. Yeah, carrying the rock. 
and that's the big issue is like we obviously have to trust him not not to fumble in a big spot. I do like that play, and I think that they got to understand it more during this game. Like I think they kind of figured out, you know, his alignment, how deep he is, how what are Hendon's footwork to get him the ball, how that blocking scheme works. Like I think they figured that stuff out in this game. Like they didn't have it figured out in Alabama. And when Fant did get the ball, he had to bounce and barely made it to end zone. And then the next one, he got stuffed and we actually got a penalty that helped us. So I think this game, they actually figured it out and I don't see Fant getting it as much. I see maybe two more times the entire year. I think all the rest are going to be Hendon going just like this and pitching it out. Yeah. Or, possibly going just like this, backing up and tossing it over to Jacob Warren, who did a fake block. Like, could so, see that? So that's – I agree. So that's a lot what I was thinking is a lot of the stuff that they're going to play off of it. And even if you saw during this game when they handed it, they still had Brew going in motion and they had Jabari coming out where it was like you could have even faked it to him and literally like we're straight up triple option, faked him, and then you got the speed option with Hendon Jabari – and brew is a blocker, and you, off that you can even do speed option dump to to brew. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do just off that one off that one thing. Um, so the only thing is that I didn't necessarily love is 13 for 109 on penalties. I, I do think, if I'm not mistaken, I think seven or eight of those were the second half, which means it's probably because there's going to be a lot of backups in there and it's not going to be as clean. Yeah. But everything else, you know – uh third down efficiency was 15 to 20 and we were one for one on fourth down i mean we put up almost 700 yards 696 total yards so um every you know a lot of the guys had good clean games i it was a little weird hendon had some moon balls and yeah, i don't know i wrote that down too i i i don't know if maybe listen and i don't know if it's because i'm very smart but in the alabama game i mentioned Jalen can be better at coming back to the ball and causing a PI. And I literally thought, why would he shoot? Why would he throw the moon ball? Why would he put that much air on it? If not to get a one-on-one 50-50 ball where maybe he gets a PI. Right. Because if you overthrow him, you're not getting it. If you underthrow him, like it's like have him come back to the ball. Maybe that's just guessing and that's not, literally in no way shape or form what happened but that's what came to my mind i I have no idea why there were the the moon balls because he even had one to squirrel squirrel that he could have just led squirrel and squirrel would have scored i it's almost like a conspiracy theory like i'm not gonna if someone really believes wholeheartedly in it i'm like okay like that's your opinion I don't. I couldn't see where they're going in this week. Like, dude, throw some moon balls so we can work on jump balls. Like, that's something you do in practice. Yeah. I don't. I mean, one of them looked like Squirrel was just so fast that Hendon was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I got to get it out there, and I just had to give it everything I can. And it was a little bit more of a moonshot. And then, but it was nice to see Jalen. Like, he did. It wasn't. He definitely didn't go do a jump ball, but at least he turned around and body caught it. You know, he had to come back for it because. I mean, I don't want to see any moonshots like that. Like no, when, when someone when someone's by him, like when squirrels by him, or when Jalen's by it, like you know, only only jump ball we want to see is if it's send uh, Cedric Tillman and then you know Brew McCoy. But it was exactly. a little weird why those happened. I don't like I said, I don't know if he just 
was late and was like, holy crap, I got to get it there. So he tried to give it everything he's got, and that was the result. I don't know, though. Who knows? Um, yeah. Some of the other stuff I saw that I that I loved, at least offensively, um, <clears throat> there was – in the first quarter was 6.55 less. There was a post to Ramel, and he got down close to the end zone. They did not run a route on the other side of the field. If they dropped eight. UT Martin dropped eight, rushed three, and we had one wide receiver running around, and that was it. And it was Ramel, and we completed it for like thirty yards. I thought that was the funniest thing I ever saw, and I'll put it to YouTube. But like, just seeing the other side of Jalen Brew and someone else, and they're just like. And they look over at Ramel and like watch him run his route to get open. I just thought it was hilarious. I, I love the fact that Heupel and Gullish are that confident where they're like, I know that this play will work. You guys take a break. Well, and that was one of my favorite things that came out of the Jacob Warren podcast when we had him on over a year ago. We asked him that because you and I noticed that on film and we're like, what the is going on here? And Jacob, and, and I loved it. What in Jacob says, like, they know that, like, we are going fast. We need a break. So, if we have a design that's going to the right or to the left, then, like, don't waste your breath. Like, don't waste your energy, you know, trying to sell something when you're never getting the ball. And, like, there's plenty of times in football where you still got to sell something. Um, but, like, this is also, like, don't overthink stuff. Don't overthink it. And Hypo, like, is genius because he's the first coach. Now, I'm not saying he's the first one to ever do it. He's the first one I've ever noticed. And I was like, hey, you idiots, it's not coming that way. So don't waste your don't waste your energy. Just don't even come off the ball. Just turn and look. And, and I love it because I think it's so, 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 so smart. It's not overthinking anything. And you know what? If it's over here to the left, great, hit it. If it's not, throw it away or run. And the other thing that you said about three and dropping eight, they did it again, and it was the same thing. I think Bama did it one time. Now, obviously, that to Ramel happened, but there was another time. It was like third and 19, and they rushed three and ran – and did eight, and Hendon's back there, and he's back there, and he realizes nothing. So what's he do? He runs on third and 19 and gets first down. And yeah. Bama did one time, and he beat him on with his legs, and I didn't see him do it again. So it's just really funny. Like, if you want to drop eight, we get why you want to do it, but you're going to get burnt for at least five or six yards this by is, This isn't just a pocket passer. Right. You know? Right. Um, I get, Let's see. Other stuff on offense. Uh, Fant dropping that, like, post pattern. Yeah, for, I mean, it would have been a touchdown. That's a different route than what we usually do out of that formation on the fake bubble screen. Like, we usually have the slot guy run a streak, and it's a slot shot. He changed it into a post. So, it's like another, another wrinkle added into that formation and that look. Um, notice that on Hendon's first touchdown, Jerome Carvin was – eight yards downfield and I bitch about it almost every game. And I'm like, this is why Heifel doesn't say anything to the refs because he knows his guys are going to get caught too. He knows his guys are heading downfield. They're, they're running that play. They, they think it's a run like wholeheartedly. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Jalen, honestly, man, like I know what kind of game he had versus Alabama. But what he did in this game for his skill set impressed me more. Like, juking, moving, yeah. shifting, yeah. squeezing through, trying to break tackles. Like, 
did see that versus Alabama. It was, I'm running this route, and I'm running right by you. And they ain't catching me. I mean, he barely got touched during that Alabama game. Um, and this I, one, it was so, like, okay. So the, so I've never the seen that before. They, so the one where they threw the screen route to him, and it or not a screen, well, it, whatever. It's a, it's. I mean, you can call it a screen because Ramel's out there blocking whoever it was blocking. But the fact that, like we've always said, you got to get schemed up to where you're one on one, and whether you're a running back, you got your guy, you got to make miss. And out there, this was the same principle. It's like, all right, it's two v two. You're gonna have one one blocker that's gonna block for you. You got to make your guy miss. He makes him miss, cuts right up the middle of the field. Like I love to see that. Like if you can keep adding that, and he did it the first game of the year where he caught the hitch, turned around. And got upfield, but like you can keep developing that, and and also the comeback for the for the moonshot. Like if you can start doing that against South Carolina, you know, against Kentucky, against mm-hmm. Missouri, or even if you can do it against Georgia, like that is huge. It's huge. It's huge. Um, I guess other things that I've got, thirty one points in the second quarter is just ungodly. Yeah, uh, for one quarter. Um, love seeing Joe in there. Taven looked like he might have got hurt. Like that yeah. looked very much like a collarbone kind of thing, which yeah. I really hope not. Like I like Taven a lot. It's a nice, it's a nice running. Quite the competition with Nico coming in if he ever wants to like see the field. But I mean, I like him as a recruit, so I just hope he can stay healthy. That was a nice run he had on the one that he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's pretty much everything for offense. I mean, there's a couple other things. I I, I thought Darnell had this, like, pancake block that was great towards the uh, end zone. Um, oh, crucial untimed down to end the first quarter for the uh, first quarter spread. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was probably 14. It, I have no idea. I didn't get it. I don't, no, I don't know what the first quarter spread was. But I'm but, sure yeah. it was probably oh, like text. 10 or 14. Actually, we were up seven. It was 14 to seven. Then we scored up 21 to seven. Like, I'm sure that was huge and people were freaking out. Someone, Austin texted me that. And he, because he hadn't come over to the house yet. And he's like, Did you just cover on that, on that last one? I was like, Actually, I didn't because they didn't put out a first quarter spread for that game. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about defensively? Do you want me to go over some stuff I saw? Go ahead. I just want to talk Kentucky. Yeah, I do too. Um, I thought Beasley had a great pass breakup on the first third down. Um, Rucker had good technique and just got beat with some speed on the outside. That number 15 for UT Martin is a very good player. Like he really is. Uh, I thought he was like very impressive. Um, Turnage, Brandon Turnage, like getting the most, pretty much some like, now he's playing, and yeah. like I thought, he did a good job. They had that like a kind of rollout throwback across, and he stayed. So it's like, thank you for doing that. Saw him um, big time on his end around and made a hell of an open field tackle. People don't understand how hard that tackle is. And I, I think Brandon, when he ran into that wall, like what it looks like to me, and what I think it is, is a disc in his neck, a bulging disc. I have a bulging disc in my low back and it freaking sucks and it hits your nerves wherever it is, which I think is why he was like trying to go back as much as he could. Um, let's see. Just seeing, uh, saw um, DT going beast mode at one point, which was great. Uh, 
D D Williams will return a punt versus Kentucky for a touchdown for a touchdown. He will All return right. a punt for a touchdown versus Kentucky. I put it in the books. If it's a bet, if it's bet online, freaking bet that thing. I guarantee it. Um, forced fumble by Trey was great. He was also in the worst position. He did not get his head across. It did and not. He got lucky. He got lucky. He got lucky on that. He, did, he, he definitely did. He, did. he did. He didn't peanut punch that. But yeah. Um. He. Yeah. That that doesn't happen ten times on a hit, and that definitely doesn't happen playing Kentucky and yeah. playing against Chris Rodriguez, right? Who is the best running back? We're gonna like. Him. No. He, no. I mean, no. Gibbs. Listen, Gibbs is great. He is fantastic. But the way Rodriguez runs is so, so impressive. I think Gibbs is very shifty. Doesn't get, But Rodriguez will run through your face. There's no such thing as arm tackles versus that guy. I just didn't want you to say that it's going to be the best running back we play. You can say he's going to be maybe the most physical one we've played so far. Yes, and I think, I mean. But I don't, don't get it twisted. Two, if I'm putting what? Gibbs at one. I, I really like – I think the pit running back was a good player, too. Um, I think their best running back was hurt, that number six. Oh, was he? Yeah, he got hurt the, the game before. Okay. But, okay. The, I mean, they still did – like, they still like to run the ball a lot. But right. So, uh, for me, uh, you ready to talk Kentucky? I'm ready, baby. How did you feel about Kentucky uh, – let's talk quick here, but how did you feel about Kentucky when you were a player? You don't lose to Kentucky. Yeah. We fired our coach and had an interim head coach of Jim Chaney. We beat Kentucky 52 to 20. It's like you you don't lose to Kentucky. Um, Derek Drilly got lost to Kentucky, and he then got fired as well. That was the last nail in the coffin. Yeah. So, well, he uh, lost yeah. That's uh, my memories of Kentucky. I went – Four and one, my one loss being my red, my very first year when I was redshirted. We lost at Kentucky. That's um, what I'm. T- when you know, I think some guys were checked out. Uh, I can't confirm that because there is a certain divide between travelers and non-travelers. You know, just like being like close with everyone, but that's just kind of the way it seemed. Um, but yeah, dude, I, beat Kentucky. Like, I, it doesn't matter how good they are. It doesn't matter their record. It doesn't matter who they like. You beat Kentucky. And this year, this, <clears throat> and we're in an even year. Even year schedules are the absolute best schedules for us. I absolutely love the even year schedules where we get Florida, Bama, Kentucky at home. Love that. When we have them all away, it, sucks i freaking hate it i freaking hate traveling to those places i hate having to play those good teams and those rivals in those places like i would much rather have them at home and georgia away and like who else missouri and south carolina like i would much rather have those away than i would the other so i like i I think even years are like our best years for success uh agreed there also agree that like and, and correct me if I'm wrong as a player, you're like you probably don't even look at Kentucky as a rival. You're kind of like we don't lose to Kentucky; it's just what we do. But you're still like enjoy playing them and you're fired up to play them. Yeah, like definitely, I, I, they're not a rival to me. Florida is a rival. 
Alabama's arrival. And that's that, that's how it felt. Those two. Those two yeah. are rivals. Georgia is a game that you're trying to win in the SEC East. The Very rest are games you're trying to win in the SEC East. And then Vandy is a little brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not quite, it's not a rivalry, but it's not just a regular game. It's like we need to make sure that they don't think that they're better than us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Vandy's that one like you better, better not lose. Like just don't, don't choke it. But Kentucky is definitely, I would like it as a player because we are Kentucky Super Bowl every year. Like yeah. it was bad as Brewer was, it was hilarious when they had a 10 win team come in here. Like they're having their best year ever and we blast them. Like, I mean, we absolutely proved actually had a really nice defensive game plan. Yeah. And so um, that's how I, I, we used to go up every year to the away game in Kentucky. We did it like Matt, we saw you up there when you were on your red shirt year, but we went up there like four or five years in a row. And it's just such a blast to go up there. Now we, we had some really good games. I mean, one time we were up there in 2007, it was overtime. There was another one we went up there that was like a, a really good game that we were kind of like worried about. Um, but like, like Jack always says, like Kentucky just finds a ways to lose to us. Like they, he just, like they always just shit the bed. That's why I actually was very, very, very mad when Pruitt was here and JG lost us that game in my heart because he gave them two pick sixes and it was just it was kind of over from there. Because yeah. I, I I really do hate losing to them. Um, know. you know Georgia's usually good. You know Florida's usually good. Bama's usually really good. So it's like if we lose to them, we lost. But like when we lose to Kentucky, I don't care how good they are. Like I feel like it's us choking, not them. Yes, agreed. Um. So, looking at Kentucky, watching them versus Mississippi State and watching them versus South Carolina, um, the biggest thing is, like, their defense is good. Their defense is number 14 overall defense in the nation. Like, technically, it, by the numbers, it would be the best defense we've played this year um, with Alabama being at 15 right behind them. But, you know, our game is part of Alabama's record, so that's probably right. why they're not, you know, ranked as high. Um, but their offense, dude, like they they do not have the capability of come like really coming from behind. Like the absolute firepower we showed in the beginning of the Alabama game and got up by so much, Kentucky cannot come back from that. There's no possible way because and it's not because of Will Levis and he's just, like, bad. I'm not saying that. It is because their offense runs through Chris Rodriguez. He has to run the ball multiple times for a lot of yards if we if they want anything to work on offense. There's no way that they can get any kind of plays going, anything working, anything flowing without him in the ball. So I, I actually really enjoy football games where it is a – whose who's, uh, style of ball is going to take over. You know, when you have a team like this that likes to run the ball, are they going to be able to um, establish themselves and really run it and keep – you know, it sounds great on paper. Run the ball, chew the clock, keep Hooker on the sideline, do this, do that. I usually really enjoy watching those football games to see what ends up happening, to see kind of like – which one takes over? Does Tennessee come out and jump up fast, and then it takes Kentucky out of their game? But then I sit there and think, I'm like, 
I go back to the podcast of where you said for for LSU, and we didn't really know. Like we knew we were good, but I don't know how. Like we were, we knew like we were like super super legit. Like you know a problem. And it's like when you sat there and hit it on me, and I know Believe actually tweeted it out, and you're just like, I don't think they can like it's going to take you know thirty to forty points for them to win, and I don't think it happening. And when you said that, it was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. not like they're not going to be able to score with us. So like, I'm not worried about this Kentucky game at all because I don't see anything that happens besides us playing our worst game of the year and maybe having like three or four turnovers and. But, like, even if they do, let them come out and have a nine-minute drive and establish the run and, like, yeah, it's going to wear down our defense. But guess what? We're going to come out and probably score within four plays. Yeah, bro. So I, I, I mean, I would say our worst game of the year so far is Pitt. Pitt, yeah. And we scored 35 points. And we, and we shot ourselves in the foot multiple times. Yeah. So, it's like – and the other thing is, too, I'm usually not this guy. I'm usually just off a of gut feeling, like, how do I feel? And I feel great about it, which is funny because years passed until this year, it was like if I felt good about it, then we ended up either losing or playing a tight game. And if I felt nervous about it, we'd blast them. But if you want to play this game, Kyler, so they won 37-13 to 13 over Miami of Ohio. Then they beat Florida 26-16. Uh, to 16. That kind of put them on the map. Then they go, and it's Youngstown State, 31-0, Northern Illinois, where a lot of eyeballs, a lot of those tweet emojis where you're looking sideways was like, hold on here, what's Northern Illinois doing? Like, is Kentucky about to get upset? And then they go and watch, they play Ole Miss. And I got to watch some of that game because that was the weekend I was in Nashville, and so I was watching some of that. And, like, if you want to play this game, we just saw what LSU did to Ole Miss. And we know what we did to Ole Miss. Well, if Kentucky and Mississippi, and, and Mississippi were in a dogfight and they lost, what the are we going to do to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, and then and then South Carolina beats them, um, and I don't think South Carolina is good. And then yeah. it's a nice it's a nice win for them to beat Mississippi State, but don't compare us to Mississippi State. Mississippi <clears throat> State wants Mississippi State wants to do this with all their routes. Mississippi we, State ran the ball ten times total. 10. Like, well, and that's, that's ungodly. And that's the thing that people forget. Mike Leach wants to run an air raid, and he wants to throw it here, there, all the way around, out routes, crossing routes, drag routes, all this stuff. That's not what we do. We're a power run game with with deep shots, uh, deep shot. Like, they're not – you know what I mean? Yeah, and, so, and, like, uh, and we lean on the power and gap scheme running more than we do zone – which goes very well against their defense. They've got bare defense, head up nose, four eye on the inside shoulder of each tackle, and then stand up guys on the end. Versus that, you cannot run zone concept. You you always get outmanned because you can't set up double teams. There's so many guys on the line, you can't set up a double team up to a linebacker, and linebackers are usually running free. Which is not even... There's not even right. room for your offensive lineman to move. Which it's is so why bundled up. Yeah, it was why it's a good defense when the 86 Bears or whoever it was, the 85 Bears came out with it. But, like, you <laughs> said there's other ways to, to scheme around it now. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's funny. Like, we're almost a pro-style offense out of shotgun because we still pound the ball. We're still going to run it. We still, we still want to, you know, do that. But then we take our shots and we take our play-action shots. You know what I mean? So yeah. – 
And, and, and I, you know, they're considered technically like that technical term of pro style <laughs> offense, which I think right. is what's leading towards Will Levis's like view yeah. of being an NFL yeah. quarterback because of the offense he's in. Right. Um, and they're like balanced, very balanced is what they like to say. So versus Mississippi State, they were balanced in yards. They had 239 pass yards, 239 rush yards. The difference is they threw the ball 25 times. They ran the ball 48 times, like almost twice as much. Like they have to run the ball. If they do not run the ball, they have no success. And what is our defense best at? Stopping the run. Like everything lines up for us to just kick the ever living shit out of them. And I can't wait. I, it's going to be so exciting. Um, I, you know, I always will give props to Rodriguez. I think he is a good running back. I think, you know, this game, he'll probably have his lowest yards that he's had all season, but that still might mean like 76 yards. You know what I mean? Like he can still probably get them a first down in a big crunch moment um you know break through some arm tackles like I'll I I can envision that but I still don't envision them scoring more than 21 maybe if they get lucky um so I like I I'm completely fine and the Mississippi State game like Will Levis looked like he got hurt again like he like hurt his shoulder the guy I mean the guy keeps getting injured I don't care how good of a prospect you are Best ability is availability, Bubby. There should be a there's there should be a lot of people watching this game because if you want to see how Will Levis spins the bean, you're going to get a chance to see him spin the bean because he's going to be trying to keep up with this offense and handed hooker. So last year they hey, were able to, and this is the worst defensive backfield in the country. Wait, so he better he better have he better have all these yards. If we're just so so bad, he better have. 350, 400 yards. Even in, in last year, you know, we lost my guy, Matthew Butler. But this year, I remember watching that Kentucky game. Uh, it was actually Lee and Liz's wedding night. So I remember watching it sporadically running in, running out. But then I remember I rewatched the entire thing to drive home. And I remember getting those text messages like, wow, we can't stop them. They're gashing us. They're running right at us. This year's defense, defensive line is – in so much better depth spot than they were last year that I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Like, and here's the other crazy thing is too, if Will Levis is the projected, you know, supposed jet projected number one, I don't know this for sure, but something tells me this week, Tim Banks isn't in there scheming around Will Levis. He's saying, we're going to make Will Levis beat us. So it's like, and he's supposed to be that high of a draft pick. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, this is a big stage for him. But, yeah, it just always comes down to the fact that, like, as long as we play a, a pretty clean game, hell, we we had a couple turnovers against Bama and it didn't matter. So, if we have a couple turnovers against them, I like – so, like I said, it would yeah, be – Bama to, a touchdown and we still won. If it's if, – if we would have to play, like, a, a like bunch of drop balls, like, Hinden throws, like, three picks, we got, like, two fumbles, like, five turnovers or something insane. Because, once again, it just comes down to the fact that, like, our defense is good enough in my eyes but really, these, they can't score with us. So it's like, let's just enjoy Saturday night because I think we're about to route Kentucky. You know, it's what we do. We beat Kentucky. That's right. And they're a basketball school, but yet we somehow always sweep them. 
I mean, excuse me, always split with them, but then we also beat them in the SEC tournament. That's weird. I don't know what they have going for them these days. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, what kind of school are they now? Good pod. Yeah, man. Great pod. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please subscribe, hit that like button, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We absolutely love the comments. And buy the merch, baby. Buy the merch. How we doing, bud? It is the catchphrase. It is the logo on the shirts. It's a great shirt. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our, our main account on Twitter, at rbacon26 for read, at Kyler Kerbison for myself. Um, and, God, man, we appreciate you guys. Almost up to 5,000 views on the YouTube. I know you. we got listeners out there, too. Y'all are the best fans in the world. There's a reason why Tennessee is the way that it is because of the fans. And you guys make this podcast run also. So props to you guys. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, thank you so much. And as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.